Welcome to the Reversing Diabetes Podcast with Delane ND, the podcast for people looking to correct chronic illnesses such as diabetes through lifestyle change. I'm Dr. Delane Vaughn. As a physician, I see many patients who are ill because of lifestyle decisions such as food choices. Typically, diseases such as diabetes are managed with pills or injections. This approach creates a vicious, expensive, and unhealthy cycle of medication and then more medication to address the negative side effects. As a physician and a life coach, I work with clients to resolve their diseases, get off their medications, and live a naturally healthy life. If you don't like the healthcare system in America, I recommend you use less of it by being naturally healthy. So if you feel there has to be a better, more natural way to live a healthy life, you are in the right place. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 144 of the Reversing Diabetes with Delane MD podcast. So today we are going to talk about how to manage the hard feelings, the urgent feelings, the feelings like frustration, the feelings like desire, the feelings like cravings for foods. Before we dive into that, I do want to mention that there is going to be the five-day training session, the five-day free program that I do intermittently throughout the year. It will be May 16th through the 20th. You can sign up at my website, delanemd.com forward slash events. If you, for some reason, can't get there, for some reason, my website's giving me a hard time, send me an email, delane at delanemd.com. We'll get you registered, and I will also know that I need to fix my website. So that's awesome. All right, so let's talk about how to manage these hard feelings. I had a lovely conversation with a client this week, and we were talking about the cravings to eat candy, to eat cake, to eat cookies, even though we knew, she knew, that this was going to lead to worsening of her blood sugars. And so we had the discussion about being aware, like that's what's going on. You're just having a craving. You don't need to do anything with it. And she said, yeah, what do I do instead? And I realized that we had missed the boat. It's like instead of eating the food, you just sit and feel the urge, the desire, the cravings to eat the food. That's what you do instead. There's nothing else to do because when we try to do something else, we're not actually doing the thing that we need to do, which is learning how to feel a feeling without reacting to the feeling. I've been doing a lot of personal work about transactional experiences when somebody expects something from somebody else in order for them to give something, right? Like this is something we do. Like I expect gasoline from the gas pump when I give the gasoline pump my money, right? Like that's a transaction and that's the way commerce works and that's fine. But when it comes to our daily experience and our emotional experience and our relationships with others, I feel that the most amazing experiences life has to offer, the most amazing relationships that life has to offer come from non-transactional relationships. And what I mean by that is the, the relationship that I always think of is the relationship of a parent to a child. That is not transactional. My mother when I was three years old, didn't expect anything from me, but gave me love regardless. That was a non-transactional experience. I, in turn, do that with my children, right? That's how I saw love and unconditional love given. That's how I saw parenting done. 
And so in turn, that is what I also do with my children. I don't expect them to do anything for me. And I choose every moment of every day of my life to love them regardless. And this is true for my 24-year-old child. And this is true for my 14-year-old children. I just choose to love them regardless of what they do to or for me. And in turn, that is the most amazing relationship. Those relationships are the most amazing relationships in my life because I choose to love in a non-transactional way. When we choose to go through the world, when we choose to have experiences in non-transactional ways, we are levitated above many of our experiences. We kind of get this perspective above many of our experiences. So when my client was asking, she wanted a transaction, right? Like, I am going to give up meeting the desire for cake with cake by doing something else. What can I do instead? What can I get instead? I have a desire it has to be met with something versus I have a desire that has to be met with nothing. There's nothing I have to do. And that, of course, is the skill to be honed. When you can learn, when we can learn as humans to have an urgent feeling that does not compel action, we lose that reactional space. We lose that reaction to a feeling. You know, I coach from this space called the thought model. That's the tool that I teach my clients and the tool that I use to coach my clients. We have circumstances. We have thoughts about circumstances. Those thoughts are linked to feelings. Those feelings drive actions. Those actions give us our results. The results are always somehow related to the original thought. That's how the thought model works as a tool. When we learn to pause the model In the feelings line, we no longer have to have a reaction in the action line. When we learn to pause the model in the feelings line, we're no longer compelled to have an action. Frequently, where our health is concerned, that compelling action does not lead to the results that we want. So a great example is this example of the desire for food or the urge to eat a certain food. When we feel that urge, it feels very compelling. When we feel desire, we feel very compelled to meet that desire. And the reason that we do that is because we have not practiced not meeting the desire. We have not practiced not being compelled to meet the urge. That's really all that has to happen. And that happens from seeing the desire for food, for cake, for cookies, for ice cream, and pausing it right there. Many times we want to change the circumstance. And that's what my client was trying to do, right? Like, what else do I do instead? If I can't eat the cookie, what do I eat? Maybe berries, maybe grapes, maybe granola. No. That's changing the circumstance. That's changing the thing that you're desiring, right? So how this looks in the model. You have a circumstance. Cookies. Cookies in the break room. Your thought is, oh my God, I love cookies. Think it right now. Think of your favorite cookies. Think, oh my God, I love them. And feel what happens in your body. What happens in your body is that you get desire for the cookies. And that desire feels so compulsive 
that you feel like you must eat the cookies, especially if you have practiced eating the cookies. That is how that will play out. That is the compulsion. That's the compelling part. And your result then is you get this huge dopamine surge from this processed food, from the sugar and the cookies. And of course you desire the cookies. You love the cookies. They're your very favorite. Like that's the result you get. You get support of that original thought. Oh my God, I love the cookies. Your feeling is urge or desire. Your action is to eat the cookies. The result is you get a huge dopamine surge supporting the fact that you love those cookies. That's how this works. Pausing the model looks like, oh my God, I love those cookies. Feeling the desire and then just sitting with that. Giving yourself the space to feel. Holding the space to feel that feeling and not be compelled to meet the feeling with the food. So recognize when we try to change the circumstance, like there are cookies in the break room (laughs) with there are grapes in my lunch bag that I can eat instead of the cookies, that doesn't do anything for learning how to pause the model, how to pause at that feelings line, at the feeling of desire. All you're doing is throwing something else. You're still acting. And of course, you're still getting a dopamine buzz with this. You're still getting a release of dopamine into your brain, whether it's cookies or grapes. You're still getting that release into your brain. You're not practicing the skill of just sitting with desire, which is the skill that you need so that you can get freedom from this food, freedom from the compulsion to eat foods that are making you sick with type 2 diabetes. When we believe that our feeling is caused by the circumstance, it takes our power away. When you believe the desire for cookies, the feeling is the desire, right? When you believe that it's caused by the cookies in the break room, it takes your power away. That is not what causes your desire for cookies. And the reason that you know this is because not everybody holds the same desire that you do. When we eat processed foods, when we eat sugary foods, we get a release of dopamine into our brain. That's biology. That's physiology. When we throw a ball in the air, the ball comes back down because of gravity. That is a physical law of nature. These things happen because of an action. They are going to happen regardless of what we're believing. If I eat a cookie, regardless of my thoughts about the cookie, I am going to release dopamine. If I throw a ball in the air, regardless of my thoughts about the ball in the air, the ball is going to come back down. Recognize, however, the feeling of desire for the cookie does not come from the cookie. It doesn't even come from the dopamine response. Like, yes, there is a feel-good experience from that. There's also a feel-good experience from heroin. But my suspicion is if you're listening to this podcast, you're not running around looking for heroin. You don't have a big, strong desire for heroin. I have never had a big, strong desire for heroin, but I have had a big, strong desire for brownies, and the biochemistry in my brain is the same. The difference between those two are my thoughts. I'm not doing heroin. Like, that's off the table. That's just not aligned with my values. I'm not doing heroin. I also don't eat brownies or cookies in the break room for the same exact reason, because they're not aligned with my values. 
period end of sentence. So recognize if you are desiring the cookies, it is not the cookie that's creating that. It's your thoughts about it. Your thoughts about the cookies. Something that sounds like, oh my God, those taste so good. That is the part that drives the feeling of desire for the cookies. How you don't comply with that, how you don't feel compulsion to eat that is by practicing just feeling desire for the cookies. Now recognize, I mean, I guess I would still feel desire. That was certainly my reality three, four, five years ago. That was my reality every time I saw M&Ms, every time I saw a Tootsie Roll, every time I saw brownies, especially the edge brownies with all the crusty stuff on the edges, love those. Every time I saw certain cookies, every time I saw ice cream, even ice cream, now that I mentioned that, ice cream still drives desire in my body. It just isn't as intense because I no longer believe the story that I have a compulsion to eat the ice cream. I no longer feel compelled to eat the ice cream. I still feel desire. I will say that the desire for the other things, the M&Ms, the brownies, the cookies, the Tootsie Rolls, far less. I can't remember the last time I felt compelled to eat those foods, even when I saw them. This is practice. That's all it is. It is practice. There is nothing magical. There is nothing different about my biochemistry from your biochemistry. Nothing at all. This is practice. And this is thought work. That's what happens. But when we believe that our desire is coming from the cookie and we skip the fact that it's coming from our belief and our thoughts about the cookie, it takes the power away from changing the way that we behave, changing the action that we take changing our reaction to the feeling. When we try to change the circumstance, we lose our ability to feel the feeling. We never learn to hone that skill. When we change from the cookies to the grapes, we never learn to hone the skill of feeling desire and not complying with it. And that's really hard because a lot of times there are things that we don't, we don't have the opportunity to change. I've seen this come up frequently in the last few weeks with frustration. My clients will feel frustrated that they're not seeing the results that they want to see quicker. Whether that's because they have some underlying physiology, whether it be pain, poor sleep, anxiety, all of these things are going to drive cortisol up and that will drive your blood sugar up. Regardless of what you eat, this is what's going to happen. And they get frustrated because they can't change their blood sugars and then they want to change the circumstance. They don't want to continue to make the effort. Like they don't want to fix their diabetes. So if the circumstance is their attempts to fix the diabetes and their thought is this isn't working and their feeling is frustrated, again, because they believe the frustration is caused from their attempts to fix their diabetes, they want to be reactional to that feeling and their action then becomes that they stop trying. They just don't want to do it anymore. That becomes the action because they believe if they just stop attempting to fix their diabetes, they won't feel the frustration. Where the attempt to fix the diabetes is not the issue. It's the thought that they believe that it's not working, that they don't have control, that this isn't going to fix it. 
That's the thought that feels frustrating to them. And that's the place where we have agency to change it if we choose. Just because we start to understand and see where our thoughts are creating the experience we are having, the frustration is coming from our belief, not from the diabetes, that the desire is coming from our belief, not the cookies. Just because we start to see that that's where those feelings are coming from, it does not mean that we must change it. Sometimes we just want to feel those feelings. And I would offer to you that feeling those feelings and not having the reaction, the action driven by those feelings is the key to getting the results that you want. Because acting from desire for cookies is not going to give you the result of fixing your type 2 diabetes. Acting from frustration about your attempts to change your blood sugars is not going to give you the result of fixing your type 2 diabetes. When we get frustrated, we want to throw in the towel because we want to alleviate the frustration that we're experiencing. And because we believe the frustration we're experiencing is coming from the attempts to fix our diabetes, not from our thoughts that it's not working, when we believe that the feeling is coming from the circumstance, not from our thoughts, we just want to alleviate the feeling of frustration. And so we want to change the circumstance. And what I want to offer that is not going to fix it, because then you're going to go from being frustrated about your attempts to fix your type 2 diabetes and believing it's not working (laughs) to fear or frustration that there's nothing you can do right? I'm diabetic and I can't do anything about it. I'm diabetic and nothing works for me. I'm diabetic and I'm going to die early because of it. You're going to have all the dumpy feelings because of those thoughts. It is not the diabetes. It is not the attempts to fix the diabetes. It's the beliefs that we have between that circumstance line and our feeling line. So this is the work that I help people do. This is the work that I do with the women who want to reverse their type 2 diabetes. Again, with the recognition that nobody needs me to tell them what to eat and what not to eat. You don't need me to tell you to lay off the cake. You know that. I help people who are in the phase of change where they deeply desire the change but continue to self-sabotage. That's what my program helps you do. And it helps you do this based on this thought model And learning to just feel the feelings and not meet those feelings with a compelling action that does not serve your ultimate goals. That's what I help people do. So if this speaks to you, if this resonates with you, this is the help that my program offers. Reach out to me. Send me an email, delane at delanemd.com. I'm happy to get you set up for a consult. That way you can go to my website, set up for a free consult there. All of these things are available to you. You can find out on that consult how my program helps you reverse your type 2 diabetes, stop being compelled by foods that's making you sick, and learn to live a naturally healthy life. That's what I help women do. If you're interested in that, set up a consult. I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, let me know. I'm happy to answer anything. I will be back next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Also, leave me a review. If you want to resolve your diabetes naturally without any pills or injections, I can help you. Visit DelaneMD.com for more information. Click on the Work With Me tab, send me a message, 
and we can set up a mini coaching session. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.